Hello, you are listening to the third episode of the National Hispanic Media Coalition's podcast, Pasadena and Beyond, which airs on KHBGLP 101.5 FM, the station that gives the mic back to the people, your mic, your voice, your community. I am your host, Brenda Rivas, Senior Vice President of HR and Operations at the National Hispanic Media Coalition, also known as NHMC. I am also the Vice Chair for the Pasadena Latino Coalition. I am really excited to host this very special episode with a very special guest, Michael Calderon, aka Mr. Pasadena. Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, I'm really excited. I've been following you on Twitter, and it's just great to see, you know, all the different events and programs and things that are going on in Pasadena. You really keep everyone informed of what is going on in this great city. I personally grew up in Pasadena, and I eventually my family moved to South Pasadena. But again, I'm a Pasadena girl. I'm very proud to tell people that it's just a very great community and suburb of the great city of L.A., no, I truly love Pasadena, and I'm so thankful that so many wonderful friends and followers alike uh, look to me on social media to tell them what's going on in Pasadena. So the more they've done that, the more I've given back, and so proud of all of what I've tried to do and mm-hmm. and what it's become. You know, I, I never had this vision that I was going to be here talking to you today. I never did it for the fame or for the glory. I actually just did it because I love the city of Pasadena so much. So for the for my first of a million questions <laughs> that I'm going to have for you today, let's start off with who is Michael Calderon and how did you become Mr. Pasadena? Well, let's see. I am uh, 48 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lived a good 40 years out here in Southern California, in specifically Pasadena area. Uh, my parents were divorced uh, early on when I was uh, eight years old. And so my father moved out to Pasadena and my mother stayed in Santa Clarita. So I was going back and forth, um, living almost like a tale of two cities. Mm-hmm. You know, this wonderful, uh, robust countryside with onion fields out in Santa Clarita as I was growing up. And here in this amazing town, Pasadena, it was just just at the beginning of some of this culture revolution, as it were. And yet, you know, there was so much to see and do at the time. Um, I remember going to the Pasadena Symphony Orchestra. You know, I remember going to the Rose Parade, the Rose Bowl. And I remember telling myself, this is amazing. And just loving both cities. But I always felt very welcome and very home here in Pasadena. So um, throughout my life, you know, I just truly adopted uh, Pasadena as my home. I mean, it was. I mean, my father lived here, therefore I was here quite a bit too. Um, I remember specifically going, uh, taking my bike all the way across to the uh, Pac-Man Arcade Center near PCC. You know, I remember uh, just some wonderful times throughout from Goldstein's Bagels to all the movie theaters that we had here. That we used to have. Yeah, we used to have. I mean... Things change, but, you know, keeping up with the times, I'm just reminding you, it was such a wonderful childhood growing up here in Pasadena. Um, So about um, in the 90s, you know, my friends, uh, we would meet every day at the water cooler, you know, find out what everybody's going to be doing for the weekend. And um, I'd ask them, like, what are you guys doing? And they would say, we're going to the beach. Well, you know, they're West Siders, so they would, that's what they did. They went Mm -hmm. to the beach and enjoyed all that there was on on the West Side. 
And of course, they'd go, well, what are you doing, Michael? And I would say, oh, my goodness, let me tell you. And I would go on and on about what's going on in Pasadena. By 94, I had just joined the Tournament of Roses. I was so excited to tell people not only about what was going on, the things to do, the places to be, and of course, the events, and especially the Tournament of Roses. So to me, it was just this natural extension of uh, just being in love with this city, telling everybody I could about it. Little did I know, behind my back, my wonderful friends would call me Mr. Pasadena. And once I found out that they were calling me that, <laughs> it was just like, you know, Michael, we love you so much, but you just never shut up about Pasadena. <laughs> so that's our little nickname we gave you. I, I, you know, And from that point on, um, it was always Mr. Pasadena. That's what uh, everybody referred to me. It was no longer Michael, no longer, no longer Michael Calderon. It mm-hmm. was Mr. Pasadena. Mm-hmm. And I would continue to let people know what was going on. And I continued to move on with the Tournament of Roses, doing wonderful parades each and every year. As a matter of fact, I'm very proud. I'm coming up on my 23rd parade oh, on wow. Jan- January 1st, uh, 2018. So it's... Uh, you know, a love of love of my life there. And what do you do for the for the tournament of roses? Well, every two years, you know, you're given an assignment, and um, I've you know rotated off several years now. Um, this year, uh, 2018 and 2019, I'll be part of the press photo trophy committee. Mm-hmm. I'll be taking the trophy itself, the sweepstakes trophy. Kind of like the guy that does the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be running around with the sweepstakes trophy, making sure it gets to um, a place where people can, you know, use photography or maybe it's radio or maybe it's uh, NBC to make sure that everybody knows who won the Stewie Six Trophy mm-hmm. and they get a, a beautiful look of the brand new name inscribed on it for 2018. Oh, great. So very excited about that. Um, and uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, being Mr. Pasadena, when did it actually start? It started about eight years ago. I think I've done some wonderful things in my lifetime. I'm very proud of a lot of things I've done. But I just wanted to try something new. I, maybe it was a midlife crisis. I'm not sure. But I decided to. Well, you're too young for that. I, I, it's true. <laughs> but, I mean, people turn 40 and they say, well, what should I be doing? You know, is there something I'm not doing? Mm-hmm. So I started writing a blog. Um, and I said to myself, like, if you're going to write a blog, like, what's this blog supposed to be about? I mean, there's so many things I could have made it about, but let me tell anybody that wants to write a blog, make sure that you're writing something that's near and dear to your heart. Something that you feel that you know, something that you feel that you're passionate about, and something that, you know, continues to fuel the fire because writing, you know, I mean, there's writer's block. And to me, Pasadena always felt like something I could write about, talk about, and the love I have for it. And literally on the first post, I got a comment back from the Pasadena Museum of History. They said they wanted me to show up and be their MC for their happy birthday, Pasadena. Something I couldn't turn down. And that, you know, that meeting with the Pasadena Museum of History, that that MCing of that night kind of propelled me like into the public spotlight. I never really did the whole Mr. Pasadena take ownership of, you know, Mr. Pasadena, that name. But that's what my friends call me. So that's what the blog was supposed to be about, a representation mm-hmm. of, of me. And um, no, I, people loved it. And, you know, I, I remember emceeing that night and having a wonderful night. And the days and nights and the weeks to follow, 
<clears throat> every single blog post I had, it, it kind of just kind of it mushroomed out. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, using social media like Twitter, Twitter exploded because it just seemed like a venue for people to voice their opinions. And I was very surprised and very and very humbled by the fact that people wanted to hear what was going on in Pasadena. They loved the city, but they weren't exactly maybe interested in knowing what the city had to say. But they were happy to use me as their man on the street in Pasadena as somebody they could tell them about when the next events were coming, um, what was coming, what was going, uh, what was leaving town, um, all the new restaurants that were coming up. And, and I just kind of found my niche and I just kind of kept at it. And it, I suddenly realized the more I did it, the more people came. And so to me, that was the most exciting time for these past eight years is talking about the thing I love the most, the city of Pasadena, and of course, people reacting and loving it with me. Um, I, I looked over your, your website before we did this interview, and I quickly saw that um, you actually had written a mission or for Mr. Pasadena on what you would cover um, and what you wouldn't cover. So are there any topics that you absolutely will not bring up? Well, Mr. Pasadena, and you know, now I'm talking about it in the third person. Yeah. Um, but you know, Michael Calderon, you know, I've got ideas uh, about politics just like everybody else does. Um, but you know, I as Mr. Pasadena, I'm not there to give you a political position. Um, the only thing I may be against is certain places leaving Pasadena because I love them so much, or I'm for. More, more wonderful restaurants to come into town, mm-hmm. something like that. So I, I've always turned down the opportunity to support a candidate that may be running for office because I really never felt that that was the platform. The Mr. Pasadena platform has always been about what's going on in Pasadena, the flavor of Pasadena, the events, um, the people, you know, trying to highlight all the wonderful people that are doing great things, whether it's Innovate Pasadena, Idea Lab, Caltech, whether it's nonprofits that I try and give um, a leg up when they want to uh, talk more about what's going on with them. That's what I've really used the platform for. So I would say on an ongoing basis, I don't uh, endorse politics whatsoever. So maybe some people may think that um, that's a little unfeeling, like it should maybe feel more. But no, it's just this good feeling around about enjoying the city of Pasadena is what I'm all about. You just mentioned um, you also want to highlight other leaders or organizations in the Pasadena area. Are there other Mr. or Mrs. Pasadena's out there that people should know about? Well, in the city of Pasadena, um, at the time when I started doing this, I didn't see that many people um, promoting Pasadena the way I was. I noticed that some people had done it and kind of moved away from it because it's a lot of work. Well, it has to be consistent (laughs) even with, you know, the blog and the Twitter. Like you have to keep at it. Keep at it all the time. Um, It has become that that second life, that second job. So I slowly started to see people come into Pasadena or not even into Pasadena. We'll say they've decided to promote Pasadena and I've kind of embraced them. I would say the one of the most successful Ms. Pasadena's, if you will, mm-hmm. is a wonderful woman by the name of Taryn, who goes by the handle of Pasadena Charm. Now, she absolutely addresses um, a group of people that I don't really think that I've tried to address because I, 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 my 
my reach is so broad, but she kind of focuses in on, you know, uh, mothers and children and enjoying Pasadena through the eyes of a mother and a child. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, you know, it's blossomed into uh, an amazing uh, focus on on what is Pasadena and what it has to offer for uh, mothers and children. She does and does a great job. But I've seen people um, in other cities try to do um, similar things. But nobody corny or crazy enough like myself to say, oh, yeah, I'm Mr. Pasadena. Well, I think you you really have to love your city and you have to be active in your city, right? Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing. It's just being out there and understanding, you know, what it goes into, whether it's a restaurant or whether it goes into an event and being present, you know. You know, maybe you're not necessarily have to be, you know, politically motivated, but you just kind of need to be involved. Um, and the people at the city level know me, um, the people with their owners of restaurants and businesses know me. It's because I just want to be there for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've gone so far as to work with a lot of owners of businesses to uh, not just promote their business, but to bring business to them you know, through uh, a meetup group. Yeah. Um, obviously, you have more of a following on Twitter compared to Instagram and Facebook. Is that your favorite sh- social media platform? Because um, you've really taken off on Twitter. I mean, you have over 16.1K followers on there. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's amazing. It's, it's always going to be my favorite platform, you know, give or take... Um, Whatever way the wind blows, people are into other different uh, platforms. But they've embraced me, and I continue to put that out there. Obviously, I love Instagram because, you know, you kind of put a visual out there, and sometimes you just don't have to say anything. You can just put that visual out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Twitter, um, it is that great connection of being able to highlight what's on the blog, highlight what's on Instagram, highlight what I'm doing on Facebook, so as well as what I'm doing out in town. So you've been Mr. Pasadena for, like you said, eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your top two or three or even one of your memorable moments of being Mr. Pasadena? Well, of course, I, I can't, like I said earlier, uh, like the first one, which was literally being unknown and being given this golden opportunity to be a part of, you know, Pasadena history, to show up and be the MC for uh, the Pasadena Museum of History on the, like a happy birthday Pasadena. Mm-hmm. Still blows my mind. So humble to be a part of that. It's just, it's amazing. I think one of the, you know, another one that really comes to mind was probably early on the first year, um, I'm handing out all these uh, different opinions and they're my opinions about places I like to go to. And then I got a direct message from one of my followers and um, they asked me in great detail, you know, parents are coming into town, you know, and I really want to show them to a nice, you know, place to eat for the evening. And I was thinking of something a little less casual for the the next morning. You know, can you kind of help me here? And so here's somebody that's reaching out to me, first of all, um, I don't know them. They don't know me, but they know that Mr. Pasadena is really doing their best to give out these great opinions on food and about what's going on in Pasadena. I put together a list of things that they could go to, places that they could be. 
And, you know, not only did he follow up on that and say thank you, but he, you know, he made a point of emailing me and giving me these ideas of what a wonderful time, you know, that they did have. And it meant so much to him. And, you know, it, it, I almost want to just, you know, close the doors of Mr. Pasadena. I think one of my things was on the mission statement, you know, I just wanted to help out people. And if I just helped out one person, mm-hmm. then I've done my job. <laughs> it's like, okay, there's that one person. We're done. You know, one out of one, out of one 100%, we're done. I mean, you and I were talking about this the other day. I mean, there's just so many restaurants in Pasadena. So that's one of my next questions for you is, what are your top, you know, three mm-hmm. or five or you know, to whatever you want to, you know, favorite restaurants, diners, eateries of 2017 so far for you? For me, one of uh, the blessed, the one of the best places to uh, go get a burger is over at Pie and Burger. Um, it's a no-nonsense burger, no frills. It's just made consistently year after year since the 60s. Mm-hmm. You can't beat that. The counter service, the wonderful people that are there. And if you got room, there's always pie. You know, on top of that, which they make amazing pie. So even if you thought the burger, if you personally thought the burger wasn't, you know, it was maybe a, an 85 out of 100. But once you've had that pie, it's totally eclipses your entire experience and you have 100%. You know, when I think of pizza, you know, I, I love Domenico's. I feel like I've grown up on Domenico's. Domenico's has been a standard here in Pasadena for well over 30 years. Um, I typically like to go to the Domenico's on Washington. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, it's a little bit of a trek, but, you know, it's all Pasadena, you know. I try and include, every, you know, all of Pasadena and the things I do, whether it's, you know, north of the 210, uh, whether it's all the way east, you know. Some people seem to, you know, forget those places. Yeah, but I not. mean, Pasadena's huge. Yes, it's huge. So many different districts, you know, so many wonderful places to eat. Um you know, those are the first two standards that, that come to mind. Um, the third place, of course, is, um, you know, one of the places I did suggest to that gentleman. Um, I, I suggested he take uh, them to Gail's restaurant. Gail's, to me, is that quintessential place where, you know, it's, it's fine dining. It's good food. The food looks great. The food tastes fantastic. Um, and there's wonderful people that run it. So a shout out to Gail and I've always continued to to go there to bring people there for a special occasion, or maybe it was a date, or may, maybe it was um, uh, people coming together for the first time in a long time, or maybe it's just Tuesday night out and you want to treat yourself to something special. Well, I've, I've only been to Dominico's, uh, actually the one on Washington, so I definitely need to try those other two that you just mentioned. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, Pasadena is not just restaurants. I mean, there's a lot of events, obviously. Are there any upcoming events in Pasadena that you are, you know, looking forward to? Well, funny you should ask that. Right now, we are in the middle of Connect Week here in Pasadena. That's through Innovate Pasadena. Um, You know, one of the most amazing parts about Pasadena is uh, not only they're amazingly progressive, probably one of the most progressive cities in America. But when it comes to innovation, you know, we rank at the very top of the top. When you think about it, we've got Caltech here. We've got JPL here. Um, we've got Idea Lab here. So what Innovate Pasadena does is continues to foster this innovation throughout the city and works with entrepreneurs and designers and tech people to continue to create this this 
or facilitate this amazing um, innovation kind of feel to what's going on here. Forget Silicon Valley, like truly Pasadena. Well, I don't mean to throw any shade on <laughs> Silicon Valley, but um, really Pasadena is the place for innovation. And through this week, there are a number of talks that go on, almost like a TED Talk, um, where people talk about design, people talk about entrepreneurship, and especially innovation. Um, as well as their other events highlighting the you know these uh, these same issues like tech like I said um, as well as um, innovation and design. I myself personally um, tomorrow will be doing the color commentary and emceeing. There you go, mm-hmm. back to emceeing, emceeing the uh, Irby Derby that will be taking place at the Rose Bowl. So people are going to be um, on the Irby. Um, I don't know if anybody's seen the Irby or not, but it is this. Um, um, electron uh, electrical scooter. Oh wow! That was ma- is manufactured and retailed out here in Pasadena, um, and it's it's an amazing scooter that goes up to uh, twelve to fifteen miles per hour, and off of you know one charge on the battery, you can go up to twenty miles on just one charge. I think you did a video on this. Yes. Yesterday or the other day. Yes. I, yeah, I've actually seen them. Like, oh wow. <laughs> now it truly is that. Um, it helps with that last mile. So you're, you're on the metro somewhere and you're going from the metro to your place of business. And you're going, God, I want to use the metro, but it takes so long to get to my place of business. This actually solves that one mile of distance. And, you know, and it's compact. It's portable. You can put it in your cubicle. You can take it back out. And, yes, you can take it on the metro and, and you know, make your way back home. So it's a great problem solver. It's, it helps reduce the carbon footprint. And it's very fun, but we're, we're it's going to get a little crazy. We're going to have, you know, uh, at least 14 different teams trying to go for the coveted title of uh, the Irby Derby Championship. So um, the, the qualifying rounds are on Wednesday and mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be crazy. A lot of people, a lot of trash talking already going on. A lot of people very excited about this event. And then come Friday, we're going to have the finals in front of uh, City Hall in Centennial Square. So. On the 18th, it's going to be at the Rose Bowl for the qualifier. And on Friday, it's going to be the finals at the uh, Centennial Square. Oh, great. Well, very exciting. I hope you all come down. It's, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be incredible. Um, just going back to, you know, events and restaurants very quickly. Um, are there any events or restaurants that have gone away that you wish would come back? Well, you know, I don't know if they're going to ever come back necessarily, but, you know, growing up, you know, one of the things that uh, I often think about is Goldstein's Bagels. We used to have one right on Colorado and DeLacy, mm-hmm. and that um, several, several times I remember making trips out there and enjoying the bagels, and right across the street there was the uh, the UA Theater, mm-hmm. which is no longer there. Tiffany's house. I think we talked about that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we talked about you know going you know going over these places. It just you know tripping down memory lane. I remember. I think we talked about Barney's that that went away. Yeah, that was a really good restaurant. <laughs> um, I actually had my first blind date with my husband there. <laughs> really? Oh my goodness! Fantastic. Yeah. No, it was always a great place to go there for Friday because Friday, you know, uh, they get a tuna melt uh, or you get a fish sandwich or fish and chips. Um, I remember watching some World Series there, um, and it was—it's not Barney's Beanery. This was just Barney's, mm-hmm. and it was right next to the uh, um, the, the is it B Dalton or it was uh, Barnes and Noble. It was yeah near Barnes, Barnes and, which yeah. is no longer is no longer there. There, yeah. 
So some of these things are going to eventually change, you know, and it, I'm obviously very sad to see them go. Um, um, I remember growing up, going to, like I, I mentioned earlier, the uh, Pac-Man Arcade that was there. And it was um, so many great memories. Yes, it deteriorated over time, but a lot of fun, a lot of uh, camaraderie and meeting new people was always uh, to be had over the Pac-Man Arcade. Well, we know that you live and breathe, Sadina. <laughs> um, but is there anything that you would change? Well, you know, um, I think, you know, moving forward, you know, not, I'm not trying to be political, but I'm, I believe that, you know, I know we already have these wonderful bikes here in town, and I know there's already a plan uh, for more uh, bike lanes. I, I know that's already in the works. Um, I think, though, that... <sighs> If I could change anything, I would want to help continue to bring more conventions into Pasadena. Um, as well, going back to what you said earlier about things that kind of went away that I wish came back. Um, we had um, we were the originators of the 626 Market Nights here in Pasadena. Mm. Fortunately for them, of course, it exploded. Um, and I don't know if we have the space for it anymore because now I believe it's at Santa Anita at the racetrack. But, but, you know, things like that, you know, I think once we get people here through conventions, uh, through tourism, um, I think people are going to fall in love with the city just as much as I do. And, and I know you do as well. And I think that um, moving forward, if we continue to just bring more people through conventions and not just through, like, the Rose Parade. You know, it's, it's amazing. You know, that's the one thing about the Rose Parade that has brought people here year after year. Um, people are sitting home on the East Coast freezing, and they're looking at all of us, you know, smiling and running around with shorts on and saying what a wonderful place it is. So that alone brings people. But I think around the area, I think, you know, um, having conventions, you know, the more um, – obviously brings more prosperity to all the different eateries as well as um, other different businesses. So I think that's the one thing I would want to, you know, change for the better. Um, if someone were planning, you know, their visit to Pasadena tomorrow, where would you recommend they visit and eat for a day? Well, there's, there's a lot of wonderful places. Uh, there's um, on the uh, north, northwest side, there's Lincoln, Lincoln is a, is a wonderful eatery. I think everybody should stop there. Um, some culinary excellence always going on and, and just a simple plate of food. It's uh, not only tastes amazing, but, you know, it looks like art. Um, and their pastries are to die for. Um, a, a, a great place to hang out, um, enjoy uh, Old Town Pasadena uh, would be the Doghouse uh, Beer Garden. Great place to get a, grab, a, grab a hot dog. Um, I'm, I'm actually, the funny, it's called... Doghouse, but I, you know, love their burgers a lot more than the the hot dogs. Just saying, mm. um, a great place to get a beer and hang out. Um, as well, you've got to visit uh, the Rose Bowl. You've got to visit the uh, Tournament of Roses House, the Wrigley Mansion on uh, on Orange Grove. So there's so many wonderful things to do. I mean, if you were in town for certain events like the Chalk Walk, a great, you know, great time for families to take a look at art. I mean, we just had art night not too long ago. So I know um, they may be interested if there's nothing going on to, to stop by the Norton Simon. A wonderful place. There's always an amazing exhibit that's going on there. 
And their gardens are, are beautiful. Second to none. Um, you know, then we go back to the Huntington Library on top of that. So, I mean, there's so many things to do, places to see throughout Pasadena. So whether you're into art, um, whether you're into music, whether you're into food, whether you're into, uh, you know, sports, it's all here. So that's it for my questions. Um, well, it's time to say goodbye. Thank you again, Michael, for being on Pasadena and Beyond. Uh, what are your social media handles so people can follow you online? You could find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. underscore Pasadena. Uh, you just have to search Mr. Pasadena on Facebook. And my website is www.mrpasadena.net. Okay, great. This is Brenda signing off. Thank you for listening to the National Hispanic Media Coalition's radio station, KHBGLP 101.5 FM. You can find this episode and the rest of our podcast on NHMC's SoundCloud page or listen to any of our shows by visiting our website at www.nhmc.org. Until next time. Desde muy niño, mis sueños de oro se han agitado dentro de mi alma por una imagen que yo persigo, por una imagen. Siempre soñada When I was young My dreams of gold Been in the deepest corner of my soul For an image that I pursued For an image that I dreamed of Dark skin beauty